When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth Shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make Shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. You can do it! You can do it! You can! You can! You can do it! You can do it! Kick the chicka ball! Kick the chicka ball! We wanna touch the ball! 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 Husky! Wee! Wee! Husky! Hello, I'm here. It's gonna sound great. Ah, oh, take a mulligan. Get a do-over. Get your second chance. And by God, I could cut some glass with these nips. Who wants to hear more crazy, woman? Hey. So we're, we're starting with pooping, right? That's where this is going to start with. <laughs> this is Quitters Never Give Up. Go ahead. Repping for all of Quitters Never Give Up. Check off Christopher. Check off Jen Pasdarini. Check off Lindsay. Check off Hello, Drew. Oh, the great Ed Wynn, ladies and gentlemen. I love him so much. Because I said Quitters Never Give Up, and he said, that's all they do. Imagine just a day where they shut the fuck up. Oh, my God. I'm definitely celebrating this day. <laughs> can, we make it, can we make it a month? Please. Hola, party people. This is Quitters Never Give Up, episode 128. Let's just start by introducing all the quitters. Let's say hello to Jennifer. With my kid, my little Swifty in tow, and uh, Jen joined us as well. Hi, Jennifer. Hello, party people. Let's go ahead and say hello to Edwin. Oh, and Mr. Ed, and Mr. Why Ed. Why did you say that? Hello, I'm Mr. Ed, and was... jumps out of the rafter. No. Hello, Wilbur. <laughs> let's give a shout out to Lindsay. oh i'm on pins and needles Lindsay. hi Lindsay. hello and, and well drew's not here but this is a replay suck it drew yeah and then of course i'm christopher chris don't burn my pizza uh, i'll try not to burn anybody's pizza I'll try and play some audio while we're here hopefully it starts working Let's start with messages. We got a message. Quarters, what up? It's Luke from thegildedplaylist.com. Podcast war is on, everybody, uh, but not really. I don't know. I'm having a hard time getting super fired up about it. Maybe only because in the second rendition of the podcast war, Christopher only played the clips where people were disagreeing with his Coltrane submission, and I was the one that voted yes on it. So... Uh, I bring you peace in wartime in the form of my yes vote that I gave you. Just a reminder on that. And while I've got you, I listened to all those bean-only podcasts way back when, and they were just wild meanderings of bean kind of all by himself. And sometimes he'd do interviews, and man, it was good times. I listened to them all, and I remember enjoying them very much. Hopefully, they're still out there for collection. Keep up the show, though. So Luke surrenders. Uh, the, I guess the podcast war is over. Uh, did, did it ever really start? I'm not sure. But uh, I didn't really get a lot of backup on it. But he surrendered like France. So that's, that's the first thing. 
Is he a cheese eating surrender monkey? As groundskeeper <laughs> Willie would say. Huh? Groundskeeper Will Willie. You don't know groundskeeper. Willie. Oh, oh no, no. Well, you say it second the second time. I I, I do understand groundskeeper Willie. Why? <laughs> From the Simpsons, the seminal TV show, The Simpsons. The Simpsons. Okay. The Simpsons. No, still no. Scott Scottish guy, red hair. No, but keep describing it, and maybe <laughs> he wears a kilt. <laughs> I don't watch The Simpsons. Oh man! What about One-Eyed Willie? One-Eyed Willie from the Goonies? Nope. No. That's for Copperpot. Steamboat Willie. Well, okay, there we go. Okay, well, that's the Mickey one. Mouse cartoon. Now you're speaking my language. <laughs> well done. <laughs> Uh, let's see here. And that was the only message. That's all we got. War's all over. Right. Um, even though I feel like Luke just agreed to that song because it was my submit and he knew it. I think I feel like he knew it. But anyhow, let's go ahead and start with the flashback that needs no introduction. Hello and welcome to a very special flashback because I'm going to introduce you now. Flashback. And now, flashback. play the intro can i break in with a moment with yeah I do so this is yep. uh this is the pre the, the this is the this is the clip before we we got used to the what was it they, they use a different series of clips for the vomit right this is a like the first no, rough i cut. think it was always this one and now a moment with chris back wow. to you how do you say the original vomit clip in in a more concise way than that? You just did. <laughs> that was an eighteen second moment that you were trying to put those words together. Well, I was, the sad I was, thing is, he was right the whole time. Yeah, I was thrown off because I was expecting the vomit to sound one way, and it sounded a completely different way. And then I, I was just like, "Where's the, where's the OG?" Or the vomit that I remember. Where is the vomit that I grew up with? And it became sentimental and and, and key to my upbringing. Where's okay. that vomit? Thanks for explaining it further. <laughs> Where's the I'll, classic vomit? We've also The classic that. vomit, exactly. I'll have some random moments to pepper in throughout the episode. All right. I'm looking forward to it. I've been on a roll. I think I have about 10 of them. <laughs> they're all with chris sorry oh my yeah <laughs> how can she just be? pulls mine just all of mine you talk the most on this podcast so you're gonna have the most moments turns out you're the kev dog of the podcast you know and considering the way this whole taylor swift thing is going i'm glad to be the kev dog of this podcast it's the only one <laughs> my only holdout and, and what that's a teaser for the podcast roundup all right, here's the uh, here's the deal. We have talked for some time on and off about the drink boxing event that we're hoping to do on March the 16th. And people keep emailing us all the time. This is uh, David King of Mexico and Ralph Garman actually boxing until one of them passes out or is killed. And we oh, have been you know, know bringing it up from, from time to time. And people keep calling us going, guys, why aren't you giving more information? Where are the details? When do tickets go on sale or whatever you're going to do? How can I make plans to be there? And we've been telling you all along that we're working on stuff behind the scenes. And now I think we're at the point that it's close enough that we actually need 
some help from you, the K-Rock listener. Well, here's the thing. Um, K-Rock is cheap. Right. Really? Yes. Right. So we had planned to do this drink boxing thing. We said this is going to be great. We're going to raise some money for charity. And Dave and I will square off. It'll be great. And then uh, Mr. Weatherby and the Powers of B. Carrick said, oh, we heard you doing this thing. Uh, we're not giving you any money to do it. <laughs> <laughs> we're giving you no money to put on this event. Because we've already got all that money wrapped up in the billboards and the advertising we do for the <laughs> Kevin and Bean Show. Right. We can't give you any money to do your drink boxing event. So we say to them, you don't like it? You don't like the idea? Oh, no, we love the idea. Just, we're not going to give you any money for we, it. Just screw you. Just, we love it, but screw you is what they say. But, Ralph, in, in that meeting, didn't you suggest that they just take a tiny fraction of the cash they're spending on the Kevin Bean TV commercials and maybe roll that into the drink I boxing did. budget? I said, use all that advertising <laughs> budget. Just cut a slice off and give it to us for the drink boxing event. And they said, screw you. So this is where we need to bring in the uh, K-Rock listener. So now we have to beg. Yes. Which is sad. Oh, it's it sad, is, but it's yeah. typical. Yeah. Oh, yeah, I know Seriously. it's typical, but it's sad. <laughs> we came up with drink boxing. We started talking about a way to raise money for charity. Dave, the King of Mexico, and Ralph are going to square off. They're going to fight each other because Ralph's been oh, trained. Oh, oh, hey, hang on. Did you say Dave, the King of Mexico? Yeah. Your gayness does not define you. Your Mexicanness is what defines you. All right, back to <laughs> Thank you, Bean. See, Dave was talking about how he was working out with the Tybo videos. That's right. Billy Blanks, he was training the Billy Blanks way. <laughs> <laughs> and he was he was mouthing off a little bit about his new Christmas gift, how he was rocking the Tybo. And I came in and said, you know, I've been, and I've been working out with a, a boxing instructor just as like a sort of a, a cardio workout for a while now. There's a big difference between, the, you know, the DVDs yeah. and the actually getting into the gym and sweating a little bit. Dave in his room with Tybo. <laughs> yeah, exactly. <laughs> Flipping back to Veronica Mars and Billy Blanks. It's not exactly the premier workout. So that's how the whole thing come up. We put our two styles up against each other, you know, TV watcher so versus gym the goer. boxer against the TV watcher. That's right. Did Dave mouth off that his training was everybody? as effective as yours, sure. Ralph, and he could bring you down, white man? Did he say something like that? No, he didn't really. But he, he, got, he got himself did. a real trainer. Yeah, I got a real trainer. <laughs> you did? Yeah. yeah. A real trainer. Yeah. Coach yeah, Williams. Brian Williams from uh, NBC News. Oh, apparently he was training. <laughs> is that right? Yeah. How about that? Yeah. I heard, yeah. uh, no. This is the guy from The Contender. Uh, his right? dad, yeah. His dad his is dad. Okay. Yeah, he has a gym in Long Beach, and that's where I go train. It's awesome. Okay, now, but you guys have both been training toward this boxing match. Where is it going to happen? Is it going to be in the parking lot of K-Rock then? Yes. That's probably well, <laughs> as of right now. As of right now. Well, here's the comp. And we're going to have no gloves. We're just going to wrap our hands in some sort of rags. <laughs> yeah. And uh, we, we have no uh, headgear. We're going to put on football helmets. <laughs> and apparently, we're allowed to invite one person each. Now, we did make it complex in that we added drinking to the boxing. We, we kind of created the drink boxing sport. So now we need... Because Dave and I hitting each other wasn't enough right. for you guys. <laughs> right. We need to incorporate to alcohol shots in. So now we need... So shots in between rounds. So now we need a place to hold it because K-Rock will not <laughs> allow all. us any money. <laughs> That's all. We need a place that can hold a full-size boxing ring, which is 20 feet by 20 feet. Right. It should be able to house at least 100 people is what we're saying. Sure. Because <laughs> how do you raise well, money for charity? Really if, you're a dream, if you're making a dream, if you're making a wish list, Kevin, why not make it a thousand people? hundred and five? Sure. <laughs> uh, must have an alcohol permit that sure. will allow us to start pouring alcohol at six a.m. I'm so tired of all those boxing gym bars <laughs> popping up all over Southern California. In a perfect world, it would be in the San Fernando Valley, Los Angeles, North Orange County area. Right. Uh -huh. Can't go too far south into Orange County because okay. of the restrictions with all of the celebrities that are going to show up. Exactly. <laughs> yeah, they're going to love it. Now, we need so, concert venues, maybe a sports bar, maybe a, a 
dinner club. I don't know. <laughs> <laughs> I don't know who would do dinner theater. That's what we need. That's what we need, right? Maybe the Pirates <laughs> Adventure people can put a boxing ring on their hey, ship. Hey, that's well, a good idea. Hey, let me ask you guys this. What about the, I guess I know the answer, but just, uh, you know, for people listening who are thinking the same thing that we thought, which is what about these places like the Mayan where, or the El Rey or those types of places that have the Mexican, you know, wrestling in? What about those places? Is it just too expensive? Is that why we can't go there? The Mayan, I think, is having the Lucha Vavum this week. This week. Yeah, on this Tuesday. Week. But we'd have that's to tomorrow. rent it out, and it costs too much money. Yeah, that's I think the problem, that's the problem, right? yeah. See, that's the problem. We can't pay anything because K-Rock won't give us any money to do this. Right. right. So we can't buy a boxing ring. We can't rent a hall. We can't get a facility. I mean, there are facilities to be had. Sure. Yeah, they're out there. Just we can't. <laughs> we, can. we can't have them. We don't have any money to spend because <laughs> K-Rock doesn't make any money. Right. Yeah, so you like... should be boxing Mr. Weatherby is what it sounds like to me. One eight hundred five two zero pays pays for all. One eight hundred five two zero one zero six seven is the phone number. If you can help us out with the drink boxing event again, it is March sixteenth because the seventeenth, of course, is uh, Saturday, and uh, you know St. Patrick's Day for God's sake. So yeah, or, or if you can't call in right now, but you have a place, uh, you can email lightning at krock.com. What type of place do you think we're looking for? What ultimately is the venue going to be like? I is don't it know. Be? I don't know. It's hard to say. I mean, maybe somebody can rope the Mayan in. I don't know. What about like a uh, like a gymnasium or something like that? You know, like the school. I mean, is that, it Possible. seems like that's the but type of thing that would be, be tough big enough. The Laker but can they see? That's the complicating yeah. factor: is the drink mm. part of the drink boxing? I think a sports bar, maybe a sports bar, sports bar, maybe because they have some that are, that are big enough. I imagine. Yeah. I imagine. Yeah, one eight hundred five two zero one zero six seven. And uh, let's say good morning to Sylvester. Hi, Sylvester. Hey, how you doing? Good. Yeah. You know, I, I want to help. I want to help these guys, you know, do the boxing thing because it's very important to me. Okay. Wait, what what Sylvester is this that's on the line? It seems like I recognize your voice. It's not important, you know. It's just <laughs> I'm just trying to, you know, because fighters fight. They okay? do that. Yeah. And these two guys, you know, they're trying to go for it. Okay. You know, they're trying right. to take the shot. Right. And I believe, you know, you take a shot. Right. You could be somebody, you know. Uh-huh. Right. So I want to help these two guys be somebody. Okay. How do you plan on helping us? Well, I got a gym, you know. You have a gym. Okay. My friend Mickey, when he died, left it for me. <laughs> That's not. <laughs> and so I figured to come down, you know. Sylvester. Put on the gloves and, you know. You know, take your best shot. That's just a you uh, take a shot in life. You know, <laughs> yeah. right? Or else but you I can't, think you know fighters fight. They do fight. Yeah. Look, you know, but I that's... never asked you to stop being a woman. <laughs> well, what are you talking <laughs> about? I'm asking, please. Don't, okay. Don't ask me to stop being a man. <laughs> Sylvester, Adrian's not here. She's dead too. And all of this stuff that you're talking about just happened in a movie. It's not going to help us in real life. We can't go to some fantasy film location to do this. Oh, you don't like my gym? Well, my gym stinks. You don't have a gym. You don't like my yeah. gym? So that's no, I'll fight the fight. No, okay, I'll fight the fight. No, it's Lights not. Lights are going. Everything's going. No, I'm going to get this. We're going to get this. We're going to get this. <laughs> I'll fight the fight. <laughs> Adrian! Okay. So we're still in the throes of trying to figure out the drink boxing. Uh, it never gets figured out, right? Spoiler alert. Sorry. Don't spoil it. You're taking all my fun away. Sorry. But but also Polly from Rocky Dine, R.I.P. Don't get me started on that. Okay, who wants to play a game? Me. Me. As you've heard by now, the Grammys are this Sunday on CBS. Promises to be a great show, although as usual, again this year, not a tremendous amount of K-Rock music will be represented during the show. But uh, Red Hot Chili Peppers are going to be performing. 
uh, Narles Barkley, of course, nominated for a bunch of Grammys. They're going to be performing. And I guess, Kevin, uh, as the announcer of the Grammys, you are the guy bringing on the police for the, the really the first the first performance of their reunion tour, right? Ladies and gentlemen, the police. That's going to be me. Uh, that's, <laughs> it's yeah. really weird to, to say that after all these years. But they're yeah. also going on a tour, and we're going to give you tickets for a private rehearsal for them, as well as the Grammy tickets if you win this contest. Wow. So uh, if you're a police fan in particular, this is a fantastic prize for you to win at 1-800-520-1067. I mean, the last time the police, uh, Stuart and Andy and Sting played together was in 2002 when they got inducted into the Rock and Roll Hall of Fame. And a lot of people thought at that time, yeah, they're getting back together. They're definitely going to go out on a tour. And that didn't happen. Here we are five years later. It's finally going to happen. So if you're a police fan, I think you'll like our new game, which we like to call I Smell Bacon. Oh, I smell bacon. What is that smell? I can just see him recording that. He's so excited. Amazing <laughs> <laughs> is on fire lately. <laughs> These are uh, not real cops. It's all uh, fiction based. It's TV shows, movies, whatever. Okay. And it all involves policemen or a police okay. show in some way. So we're going to ask a question, and you're going to be asked to name either the show or the cop, depending on how the question is phrased. And then if you're right, you will go into the drawing to find out who wins tickets. And not only to see the Grammys in person Sunday, but also the police rehearsal and press conference, which is going to be held, I think, the next day. So we'll start with Robert in West L.A. Robert, are you ready to see if you can uh, name that bacon? Smell bacon? Yeah, what's it called? I'll tell you what it's called. Oh, I smell bacon! That's, That's what it's it. called. All right, here's your question. Uh, Robert? Jack Lord played a tropical cop on this classic TV show that also gave black dudes a new nickname for the police. 5 Hawaii. Hawaii 5 Hawaii, Hawaii 5 Boom. Right into well the drawing. Done. Nicely well done. done. Good job. You win. You're in the drawing. All right. Let's move on to Doug and Redondo. Good morning, Doug. Hey, how you doing? Good. Thank you. You ready to play? I hope. Oh, I smell bacon. <laughs> Here's your question. Over 12 years, this New York TV cop had several partners, including Bobby Simone, John Clark, and, on occasion, Officer Gruden. Sipowitz. Looking for a fictional TV cop in this one. Dennis Franz. Uh, New York TV cop. 12 years he was on, Doug, giving you plenty of time to learn his name. Oh. Need an answer. Oh, we were looking for Detective Andy Sipowitz oh. from TV's NYPD Blues. <laughs> Sorry about that. Doug. I was blanking too. I couldn't think of it. All right. Let's move along to uh, Maria in Covina. Good morning, Maria. Good morning. Did you know that last one? No, I didn't. No. All right. Well, you're, you may have a harder time with this one depending on your age, oh. but, uh -oh. but welcome to. Oh, I smell bacon! Okay. <laughs> Your question is, um, Johnny Depp got his big break in this TV show about cops going undercover in high schools. Freaking oh, narcs. Yeah. 21 Jump Street. Yep. Jeez. Um, is it 21 Jump Street? Yes, it yeah. is. Oh, yeah. Yes, it is. Hold on. We're going to put you into the drawing as well. You know, we haven't mentioned, uh, and maybe we should have by this point, is that we do have two pair of tickets. Oh, oh, good deal. For okay. The, for the Grammys and for the police uh, rehearsal. So we're going to be able to pick two winners, not just one. Okay. All right. Let's go to Isaiah in Los Angeles. Good morning, Isaiah. Hey, what's going on? Good morning. Hi, Isaiah. All right. Here's your, here's your question. Oscar nominee Forrest Whitaker was recently a big part of this gritty cable TV show. Mm. Mm, 
I'm not getting it either. <laughs> Dragonet. Ah! <laughs> oh, man. And man, was he good. Oh, awesome. Yeah, he sure was. Internal Affairs, going after very, very popular cable cop show. Had Highly star, acclaimed. Had the star, a lot of awards. Had the star in our, in our studio. Show you've heard of. Gritty. Oh, <laughs> <laughs> Isaiah. Isaiah. We're looking for the shield. The shield. Dude. Oh, yeah. the shield. Oh, Detective Vic Mackey. Come on, dude. Come on. <laughs> All right. Let's go to Scott and Bell Canyon. Good morning, Scott. Good morning. Oh, I smell bacon. Welcome to the game. <laughs> uh, ben Stiller and Owen Wilson recently teamed up in the big screen version of this 70s cop show about two groovy cops and their bitchin' Grand Torino. Starskin Hutch. Hutch. <laughs> that would be uh oh, come on Hold on. i know i know just give me one second i'm just processing it's early okay process um and by that he means google no 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 not at all. <laughs> all right you got about five seconds go that was uh hit uh, tv show in the 70s big screen big movie just just say it one more time for me please nope nope oh come on sorry too much oh. starsky and hutch Starsky and Hodge. He hung up. He was so disgusted with himself. He should have. That's the exact thing, right thing he should have done. So far, Robert and Maria have won tickets, unless somebody else gets on board, in which case we'll do a draw. We got Julie and La Cunada on the line. Are you ready to smell some bacon with us here, Julie? Absolutely. <laughs> All right, here's your question. Don Johnson was uh, partnered with a black guy in Miami Vice, then moved on to Mexican Cheech Marin in this San Francisco-based TV cop show. Nash Bridges. Name of a TV cop show. Um, Don Johnson. San Francisco. Um, On for a number of years in the 80s. Cheech Marin. Maybe even 90s. I don't even remember exactly 90s. when it was on, but it was on for a long time and it was popular. Uh, oh, shoot. Going to need an answer. Um, Going to need an kind of answer. We tried, baby doll. We tried, but we didn't say Nash Bridges, which is what we wanted to hear. Aww. Nash Bridges, sorry. We tried, baby doll. Right, what, Chris? We tried, baby doll. That was kind of creepy. Creepy alert. <laughs> right. Creepy alert. Yeah. One more. Let's try to get one more because okay. otherwise, what's our drawing? We have two winners. Yeah, exactly. There's no drawing involved. Lauren, Anaheim Hills, good morning. Good morning. Are you ready for your question? Yes. All right. I'm going to try and find the easiest one I can. <laughs> okay. <laughs> Weather in Las Vegas, Miami, or, New, or New York, <laughs> CSI, CSI stands for what? Anyone? Crime scene investigation. Yeah. Yeah. It's the only one I have even remotely gotten. Scene <laughs> <laughs> investigation. There you go. Yes. Nicely done. Okay. All right. Wow. A little jump in the gun there. CSI! CSI! All right, we have three people. We have Lauren, we have Maria, and we have Robert. So, shall we do two drawings for two winners? Shall we do it that way? Yeah, let's or do should that. we do one drawing for the person who doesn't win? No, I just drew two <laughs> names. I drew two names. One drawing for the loser. <laughs> it is Maria and Lauren. All right, Maria, congratulations. Woohoo! Lauren, congratulations. You both win. You are both going to the Grammys and to see the police in their rehearsal. And thank you very much for playing our new game, I Smell Bacon. Oh, I smell bacon. What is that smell? Can you name the policeman? What is that smell? Oh, I smell bacon. What is that smell? Oh, I said I smell bacon. What is that smell? I love that intro. I don't know why. 
All right, here's another fun song. The people of our nation don't see no obligation to fix a situation with the elder generation. They stuffing up the nursing homes to overflowing. But the problem keeps growing. People getting jacked for their social security checks. I detect that they don't get no respect. So what you gonna do? A dilemma for the whole crew. Open up your ears, I got an answer for you. What's that? Open up your ears, I got an answer for what you. you say? Open up your ears, I got an answer for you. We got to eat all the old people. Show them that you love them. We got to eat all the old people. Shove them in an oven. We got to eat all the old people. Stick them in the freezer. We got to eat all the old we people. We gonna garnish up a geezer. Gonna hack them, whack them, T-bone and stack them. Two, two by two. two. On the barbecue rack, I'm talking Steve McQueen with the soylent green. We grinded up the grannies in a granny fry machine. The venerable animals, the ancient incredible burger will bite, and you know it's not regrettable. The agent, the antiquated, dilapidated, gonna get processed and then marinated. And now we go around, we cleaning up the town, we frying up the golden girls to a golden brown. We got to eat all the old people, show them that you love them. We got to eat all the old people, shove them in an oven. We got to eat all the old people, we gonna eat them skin and all. We got to eat all the old people. With Jared talking OLD, a P E O P L E. It's always the first, then the worst, till it become a tasty treat. We're talking E A T. Here we go, all the O L D. Let me hear you say E A T. What you say? O L D. Here we go. We got to eat all the old people. We got to eat all the old people. Come on. We got to eat all the old people. Come. We got to eat all the old people. Here we go. We got to eat all the old people. Come on. We got to eat all the old people. You know exactly how I feel. A sandwich is a sandwich, and your grandpa's a meal. No, what? That one's also an earworm. I heard it, you know, <laughs> a couple of weeks ago, and I'm walking around my store. God, eat all the old people. Thank God there's nobody in there, but it's just kind of it's stuck in your head. Oh, I wish you were playing that when people were shopping. Yeah. <laughs> hey, just imagine Jen singing it as some old couple walks in. <laughs> I have another sem semi-related oh. moment with Chris. You know, I, I, <laughs> let me find the creepy alert drop here. Uh, oh, 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 not playing. Uh, are yeah, you? Creepy alert, creepy alert, creepy alert. What <laughs> <laughs> the fuck was that? <laughs> creepy alert. <laughs> that was a moment with Chris. All right, let's see how this goes. Whatever you to know. Pizza saved his life, Ali. Pizza saved his life. Guess he's taking another mulligan. Uh, let's start off with the sad news. Suzanne Summers passed away this week. Growing up, I, I used to love watching that show. Right, Edwin? You too? Oh, yeah. Beautiful yeah. girl. Yeah. That was the show. I was like five years old, and I was totally in love with Suzanne Summers. Anyhow, here's Bean talking about Suzanne Summers. Ali. Suzanne Summers has I passed know. away. I know. What an interesting lady. I have to tell you that I learned a lot about Suzanne Summers over the last couple of days, things that I didn't know. Of course, I knew her as Chrissy on Three's Company. Of course, I knew that she 
had a lot of success as an actress over the years, right? What was that step other show she was in? Step, step by Step. By step. Mm -hmm. She's the Sheriff was another one, right? She had a very long and successful career. You must have been a Three's Company fan, although those uh, you would have seen it in reruns. You were too young, obviously, when it was on originally. But is that something you grew up watching? Love Three's Company. I joke with everyone whenever I want to have a cocktail. I'm like, shall we meet at the Regal Beagle? I loved Larry. I loved... Uh, I I dressed as Mrs. Roper. We've talked about that for a party. I loved Three's Company so much. I didn't realize how pervy that show was until really? much later. Had really? no idea as a kid. <laughs> I just thought they were so delightful. A lot oh. of it went over your head maybe as yeah. a kid, and now you're watching yeah. it as an adult, and you go, whoa. Did you ever watch Three's Company, Lindsay? No. Jen, you? Oh, yeah. There was one episode uh jack ritter he's they're at a party i want to say on catalina and i want to say they flew there he's afraid to fly so he took something and then he was drinking alcohol and it was one of the we remember i remember just laughing out loud as a kid from that particular episode and so no he was very funny and it was yeah we watched it every night that's the one where he falls down behind the bar and he comes up yes. with the potted plant on his head yeah dancing like uh funny. man like the yeah that was hilarious mm-hmm it was a very pervy show, though, and watching oh, yeah. it as a grown up, you don't realize all the innuendo, all the things that they were doing and talking about. Just everything about that show was very sexualized. And uh, I was like, oh, I'll put it on and we'll all watch it together as a family. And No, I'll turn this off right now. <laughs> Let's uh, stop this. Stop this thing. Everybody was a, such a really good physical comic on that show. So I think that's why yes. it translated to kids. And Mr. Roper's big eyeballs. You <laughs> could open oh. his eyes really wide at things. And oh, yeah, you know, that he... might be a fun one to go back and binge because now you'll get all the jokes. One of the things about Suzanne Summers that everybody forgets is, is when she had her contract fight with the network, she was one of the first women that asked for equal pay. And they mm -hmm. fired her and they also vilified her and blacklisted her from all the TV. Yeah. Mm -hmm. She was the number one actress on TV, and she asked for equal or close to equal pay than, than uh, um, John Ritter, and, and they fired her. They straight up just went, no, we're not giving it to you, and then they said that she was money-hungry and difficult to work with and all this stuff, and she had to totally rebuild her career. Well, that's when she did the thigh master, and that's when she did all the um, aerobic yeah. and fitness stuff, right? She did, and she did shows in Vegas. I remember... They would always advertise that she had shows in Vegas, and it was so weird to see that she had like this sing and dance review that she mm -hmm. did in Vegas. Because back then, if you were working in Vegas, you were pretty much out of out of Hollywood, right. right? Now you're, you know, if you're in if you're in Vegas, it's it's like a big deal. Oh, to have a residency there where you don't mm -hmm. have to travel, everyone comes to you. That's now the dream. Yeah. Oh yeah. It's changed so much. He was one of the first actresses I noticed that when she was in her 60s, she looked spectacular. And I'm yeah. like, wait, that she shouldn't look that good at that age. So <laughs> I think she she got into her own. She did her own research on health and whatever she was doing was working. She forgo a lot of treatments for cancer that could have extended her life. And the Cancer Association said, don't follow her. You know, two sides to every coin. All right, let's move on. Taylor Swift and her movie was in the news. Uh, so Bean, here's Bean talking about going to the movie. So I was a, a little bit of a wreck going in there. 
the anesthesiologist came in, the doctor came in, the nurse came in, then other people came in with other jobs. Check it was out huge, this butthole. And I was kind of looking forward to the propofol because I hear it is the best sleep you ever have, propofol. It's wonderful, right? The anesthesiologist assistant says, okay, we're going to give you the propofol now. You might feel just a little bit of cold on the top of your... And that's the last thing I heard. I was On top of my what? Right. (laughs) I was out so fast. Like, you're not even aware that you're falling asleep. It's just like, boom, you're out like that. And then one second later, I wake up and I'm in the recovery Uh, room and it's Christopher, I don't think that was the Taylor Swift movie. What? I don't think that was the Taylor Swift. I think that was his colonoscopy. His colonoscopy. Oh. Maybe the butthole joke should have given away, huh? I say you fall asleep faster at the Taylor Swift concert than you do with Propofol. Yeah. I thought that was one of her songs. Uh, Yeah, of course, that's the colonoscopy uh, clip. But he reviewed the movie. He liked it. He loved it. Uh, Ralph also went to see it. I was there. I was there on Friday night. And it's, it's been well documented. I'm no particular fan of Taylor Swift's music. Sure. And I always found that her performances lacked any sense of authenticity. It all seemed so polished and so pre-produced, planned and produced. And I'm watching the film and I feel a lot of the same vibes. Everything seemed, everything she said, every offhand remark yeah. seemed rehearsed and pre-planned. Right. And then it strikes me that that's kind of the point of her, which is her brand of music is so beautifully put together and performed. It's like it's like McDonald's. <laughs> okay. Well, and I, I mean that in the best I see, way. I see what you're saying. It's like a good product yeah. that is beautifully packaged yeah. and wherever you go to a McDonald's around the you're world, you're going to get the same meal. You're going to get that yeah. meal and you're going to be satisfied if you're going in for McDonald's. Yeah. And diarrhea. Exactly. <laughs> I'm so glad you played that because I also went and saw it and something bothered me through the whole thing. And that's what it was. It's it's more of a product than music to me. She was performing a character. I, Ralph put it succinctly that that's what it was. It's more of a performance than it is a concert. My generation, back in my day, uh, you know, you'd go to a live show and you'd kind of expect the unexpected the thing that no the last people didn't see you get to see and you get to talk about you know did you see when they performed this song and then like no they didn't do it in that show and it, it, it was just more of a kind of an organic thing where you you had something special at each show but this one it seems like everything is crafted down to the last thing and while i guess that's Something people look for. It's not something that it's something that bothers me, because I like improv improvisation. I like jazz. I like things that just are completely different. I like not hearing the same thing over and over again. Exactly. I guess that's my thing. Yeah. No, that's what Dave Matthews has said for decades. <laughs> is that you can buy the album and you can hear what's on the album anytime, but when you come for a live experience, you want to see where the song goes and flows and changes and do other things with it. So. Yeah. And, and it was just depressing to hear Ralph talk so fondly of the experience. I will say this, though. If I liked Taylor Swift, well, this goes for anyone we're a fan of. 
if you like the person, you kind of give them that leeway. I mean, everybody's performing. You go to any concert, they're performing. So why is it I didn't buy Taylor Swift, but if I went to a concert of someone I liked, I'd buy it. So it could be me. I will admit that. Isn't tickets for the actual concert like $1,500 or is a movie tickets, maybe 15, 20 bucks. So maybe it's just to kind of reach all the people that can't afford to go to a show. Oh yeah. She's, she's getting as much money as she can out of this. She's never mm-hmm. going to do a Las Vegas residency. She's never going to need the money to do that. She's just, she's I just will gonna... say as far as the production values, it was spectacular. I mean, there was video playing on, on the floor and on the walls, and they had sets. It was unbelievable. So I actually, if she went to Vegas and did that sphere, you know, that new thing, the sphere, it would be a natural because that part of it just blew my mind. I don't know. I'm with Kevin. Kevin Kevin got the opportunity to go to the show, and he said no. So Kevin's the, my last holdout. And while Ralph let me down, he did kind of uh, showed his true colors at the movie. It was the 50-year-old women who showed up half in the bag. Oh, no. So they came in, no kids, nobody in tow, all these wannabe real housewife types yeah. done up with two glasses each of cheap Chardonnay, just getting plowed, singing at the top of their lungs. Oh, they were singing during the movie? Then at one point, a group of about six of them got up and walked to the platform area where the seating was and decided to have a conversation. During the movie? Top of their lungs to, to, to be heard over Taylor Swift singing Shake It Off. It's not ruining Olivia's experience. Not at okay. all. Well, she's good. fixated that's on good. the screen. She's she's taking every moment into her DNA. Well, that's good. It's locked in. But I'm losing my mind. <laughs> so about two hours in, my kid gets up to go to the bathroom. That's the other thing. About two hours in. Ah... When he said that, I, I had I'd lost track of what he had said, uh, continuing, but <laughs> two hours into this movie. How long's the movie? How long's the movie, Edwin? It was 45. two hours and 45 minutes. Oh, it's God. funny. My wife conned me into going, and then she ducked out. She said, I got to go. I got to take care of my friend. So I went with her friends. And on the way, she texted me, I heard the movie's three hours. I'm like, holy crap. I hope not. I'm over here getting dinner. I'll I'll see you at the end of the show. (laughs) Yeah, right. And I said, this is my opportunity. And I got up and I went up to these fucking women. And I said, can you please shut up? I'm trying to watch this movie. And this one mouthy one comes up to me and says, we're at a concert. And I said, no, see, you're not at a concert. You're in a fucking movie theater. You and your friends are chirping at the top of your lungs four feet behind me, and I'm trying to watch a movie. Well, go someplace else. It's like, no, I don't have to go someplace else. I bought these seats. Well, we paid for our seats, too. And I was like, good. Why don't you go fucking use them and sit down. Sit your ass down and watch the movie like the rest of us. Livy had no idea. And she came back from the bathroom and sat down, and we all went on with our lives. <laughs> I just wish Ralph would have gotten in a fight with those women. Yes. Ralph Garman gets in fight at Taylor Swift concert movie. That would have <laughs> yeah, been the best gosh. headline ever. <laughs> Ralph loses drunk boxing to 50-year-old women at oh, Taylor Swift my movie. Goodness. <laughs> and that's the other thing. They're all running around. They're singing. Top of their lungs. I would, I would die. Anyhow, speaking of... Uh, I'm just going to play this Frank clip. Here we go. 
I, well, ta- I take notes on my neighbor's name sometimes if I if I meet somebody new, you know, yeah. I just write it down. I, I don't, and then I lose the paper that I wrote it down on. But, but it the act, me remember. the act of writing it down, I think, is is a great thing. Yeah. You good? No, I'm not. Oh no! <laughs> <laughs> what happened? I forgot to turn that part on. Well. Well, okay. I guess today is the day we test the backup audio. <laughs> It's a good thing we put it out there. Oh, I feel so dumb. Um, <laughs> well, I was going to tell more stories, but maybe we'll just wrap the episode. And yeah, see how it sounds. And yeah, yeah. Dang, that, save the. I was save so embarrassed about screwing up the audio on Sarah's episode, and now I screwed up the episode, the audio on this one. Well, we have backup, so it's going to be perfect. No, it'll be mediocre at best. It's okay, Frank. Mediocre at best is what we shoot for around here. Yep. Yeah. That's our top. <laughs> <laughs> I really felt bad for Frank. He forgot to, while talking about things to um, trigger your memory, he remembered that he forgot to turn on the microphones. <laughs> and you just hear it there where he just freezes. And you see it on the video on, uh, on YouTube, and you just see his face. And I felt bad for him. Truly, truly <laughs> felt bad for him. But it was hilarious at the same time. <laughs> All right, let's go over to the Ralph report. Ralph uh, gives us a, an interesting question. Folk music versus Red Hot Chili Pepper music. I just can't. Okay, so you're in a room, right? I just can't. And they're trying to get information out of you. Oh, my God. And you're tied to a chair. Yeah. And they either start playing that folk music uh-huh. or Red Hot Chili Peppers. Oh. On a loop. Ooh. When do you give in faster? Oh, Red Hot Chili Peppers. Oh, really? Oh, yeah. More than folk music. Oh, yeah. Oh, yeah. Because it's much more grating. It's louder and it's. Yeah, you're like, whatever you want to know. Whatever you want to know. know. At least this hang down your head. It's you can kind of like sway to it a little bit. I could hold out. I could hold out <laughs> with folk music. But you're done. You're giving all the secrets. Oh, it's. I'm just vomiting up all kinds of information. The minute. Give it away, give it away, give it away. Whatever you want to know. Make it stop. God. So what do you guys think? Folk music or Red Hot Chili Peppers? What would you take? Music. Really? I think so, yeah. I'm still into the Chili Peppers, even though they were overplayed on K-Rock. They're not bad. Uh, They were overplayed, and after, like, 91, everything sounded exactly like that one album. And it just was never good. I don't know. Well, and the thing is, when was the last time you heard any folk music? Was he singing? He was a... Hang your head down. What was that song? Yeah, something from um, Tom Dooley, the Ballad of Tom. Yeah, 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 yeah. yeah. We haven't heard folk with. music since grade school, so it would sound fresh. That's why I would pick folk music. Fresh, really? Fresh. It would music. seem that way. I'm not saying that it is. <laughs> it was just I hear. I still hear the Chili Peppers every time I put Spotify on at the store. I can't get away from Chili Peppers, <laughs> so. Even if I'll put on like 70s rock or something, somehow Chili Peppers gets in there. I'm like, how is this possible? Yeah. Like rock music from the 60s. Here we go. Give it away now. Yes. Or no, I'll get higher ground because that was more in the 80s. Yeah. So I don't, yeah. Close my mind. That one still I can listen to. But after that, I can't really. I'll never put it on. But if it comes on the radio, I'll be like, "Eh, this was when they were good. The good old days. Um, there's a song by Smashing Pumpkins 
mm-hmm. there's a song by Red Hot Chili Peppers. The intros sound the same. And I want to say, is it, um, I don't remember which one it is, but you're like, oh, you hear the intro, you're like, oh, sweet, smashing, oh, shit, Red Hot Chili Peppers. Damn it. <laughs> Every time. Every time it gets me. Uh, it doesn't happen to me because I change it for both. <laughs> no smashing pumpkins, no chili peppers. Christopher's got a system. I got a system, yeah. You put no something music. from smashing pumpkins. <laughs> Keep it rock or something like that. That intro and the red hot chili peppers. Uh I got another jingle this week. Hola Ali and Bean. It's uh Chris from Quitters Never Give Up. I, I really was tired when I did Very enthusiastic. Night. Sounds you, you like could, it. You can hear. Uh, let me skip forward. Tell me to put it on. Ali, here goes my jingle. Personal minutia time. Background vocals. Personal minutia time. Personal minutia Christopher. Yeah. We've heard from Christopher doing jingles before. We have. I have to say that this is the question they ask every time they realize that I've submitted a jingle. Yeah, he's the he's the Omar of the Quitters Never Give Up podcast. Omar. Yes. Is he allowed to transfer jingles to save friends in the audience, other teabaggers? Or is it you do a personal minutia even if we play you a couple times? Mm-hmm. Or do we then extend him another year? I didn't even follow that question. I need to. I need great, to see that mapped great. out. Yeah. Okay. I, I so don't he's know. done multiple personal minutia jingles. Right. Is right, he right. allowed to give one away and say, no. "Oh, Sally no. over in no. Tuskegee"? Everyone, no. Every, <laughs> if we have a listener named Sally in Tuskegee, I'm going to be stunned. That is the whitest possible name for Tuskegee, Alabama. No, I think every teabagger is responsible for his or her own jingle. So since he's done multiple, does uh-huh. he then get to transfer that to 2024? Well, you told me you only have to do one and then you're set for life. Remember? He's done multiples. They're bonuses. They're just okay. extras. Okay. That's all they okay. are. They're just all for right. the good of the nation. That's Glad all. we got anyway, through that. That yeah. was great, Christopher. Thank you very much. Edwin, can, can I get your slide whistle sound effect? Beep. All right. Beep. Sally called during the next podcast. We played that jingle from Chris, and we had that whole conversation about whether you could just leave one personal minutia jingle, and then your subscription would be secure forever, or if you had to re-up for a year. And then you were asking about that specific jingle. What if he transfers it to, say, Sally in Tuskegee? And I mocked you, Allie, as Mm -hmm. saying, why would you pick the whitest of all possible names in the blackest of all possible cities, right? Tuskegee, Alabama. Well, I owe you an apology. I was wrong because Sally was listening. Hi, I'm Sally from Tuskegee here, and Chris and I were both under the impression that his personal minutia jingle would transfer over to me, so if you could just make sure that my subscription doesn't get canceled, that would be great. Thank you so much. Keep up the work. Bye. So I was wrong. I was was wrong. Yes, make a note that uh, she is safe. Thank you. Sorry, Omar of the group. So that means... I get to transfer my jingles now. New policy in place. Uh, Very excited excited for you. Yeah. So now I'm just going to open up my business, sell jingles for, you know, $10 a pop. How much should I sell jingles for? Takes me about 15 minutes to do them. I don't know. How about Um, $19.95? 
1995. Yeah, there you go. Make some bank that way. There you go. 6969. <laughs> hey, you know what? You know how they always they you say that they never remember you? Maybe that's why you get so many jingles on. They're like, hey, yeah, they this new forget. guy, Christopher, he's pretty good. <laughs> <laughs> and then they always say they always have the same conversation afterwards. Are his jingles transferable? No, they're not. Really? No, they're not. Okay. No, they're not. But then Sally cleared it up for us. Thank you, Sally. Well, that's been the podcast roundup. This is the Omar of the group. Now it's time for the week that was. Oh, wait. It's the Kev dog of the group. Hold on. <laughs> Christopher's driving away. <laughs> <laughs> oh, that was good. Hold on. And then the next message is from Javi Javi. No, no, wait. What about the butt? He said. What wait, what? What's going on here? Okay. I should have rehearsed this. Sorry. Again, en Ener Energizer Liz says, I like the introduction on this episode. Nice. Nice work. That's it? Okay. One more. One more. All right. And lastly on Janky Town. Janky. On uh, on Janky Town. Lastly on Janky Town, Edwin got a call. It is hotter than balls in this fucking house. I have to fix this AC right now. So Speed up. We're going. We're going. Here we go. Janky Town, Edwin's call. Here you go. In my defense, it was hotter than balls that day. And a lot of times uh, I'll get messages, especially when uh, that day from my wife, like, it is hot. Fix it. Something. Do something. We're leaving. Okay, now we'll go to the week that was. Press the button, my friend. Send me back into time. Edwin! No, Edwin. Oh, right. I'm sorry. One, two, three. It's a new day. Oh, Our feature presentation. Meet the ball. 2012. What would you like me to do to you? <laughs> Welcome, kiddies. We're doing the week that was October 16 to 20, 2012. Let's start off with the Lisa May commercial. You know I love those. Stand up, Clipper Nation. Be a part of the passion, the heart, dedication, and excitement. Be a part of the thrill. Single game tickets on sale now at clippers.com or by calling 800-4-NBA-TICKS. Represent! I'm Lisa May with K-Rock Traffic. No. What? <laughs> what just happened? What did just happen? <laughs> what? She just shouted no! represent for some odd reason. It's bizarre. What I have Clipper on? passion. Lisa, <laughs> <laughs> oh, you're the best. Oh, you can imagine how torn I was. Lovely Lisa May doing a commercial for the Clippers. Represent. Yeah, they used that drop <laughs> for a while. What was her name when she was on the uh, on Power, like doing traffic? Judy Starbucks, something like that? Yeah. Oh, yeah. <laughs> She could have used that when she was doing her Judy Starbuck voice. This was interesting. They did some kind of scientific study about the worst sounds. Well, we know the the cliche is nails on a chalkboard. But this was weird because they like made up things that never really happened. Uh, do you? Because yeah. I could, I would not have been able to guess. What do you think number it one? It is, is Yoko Ono singing. Mm, well, uh, they probably didn't <laughs> consider that. Yeah, that was Lisa's guess. It should have been Loco, Yoko Ono. Loco Ono? Loco Ona, that's her, her Mexican sister, yeah. Poor Loco. <laughs> <laughs> Let's see what number one is on the most unpleasant sounds in the world. Uh, that clip's mine. I sent it to Bean. 
So that's the most annoying sound in the world. That's me taking credit for a drop that no one cares about. That's for Miss Mischief. Okay, no, this is what really happened. Let's see what number one is on the most unpleasant sounds in the world. I, myself, am a drummer. So, and I've been, I've been lucky to, uh, I don't think anybody is surprised by that. Beer bug is the worst sound of the world. No, really, the worst sound in the world. Again, not something you're likely to ever find, but this is, how long could you listen to this, by the way? This is Guantanamo ready. This is a knife on a bottle. Mm. Seems like a Why do people put those things on bottles? <laughs> what about a knife on a plate? Isn't that bad what enough? About a knife on a person. You tell me if either of those are worse than a knife on a bottle. Oh. Yeah, that's really wow. Because you just that have that is, physical. All right, already. Not sexy. Why not... are people doing that with bottles? <laughs> I don't know. Stop but, it. But I do know that it's not good. Yeah, that was annoying. Like I said, the, it was some kind of study where they, they figured out what what sounds bothered people the most. I'd never heard of a knife on a bottle before, but it was number one. Let's go to the Million Muppet March. Uh, this was during the presidential campaign, and Mitt Romney said he wanted to cut the funding for PBS. So that got Kermit all mad. You know a lot about this. Were you watching the debate? Well, you know, I, uh, I work for PBS, you know. Right. So, right. you know, you have to know how your own business works. I mean, I'm sure you guys know how your business works. Not right? much, no. <laughs> Badly, that's all I know. So we're all going to be marching and, uh, you know, trying to trying to make a point. I'll be there. And, uh, hey, hey, Grover. Grover, you want to come here? Oh, Grover's there? Oh, Grover, nice. Hello, Kevin and Bean. How are you? <laughs> Good, how are you, Grover? <laughs> and I, Grover. Right. Yeah. <laughs> are, are you looking forward to the march on Washington? Yes. I would also like to kick Mitt Romney in the balls. Oh, I well, see. Well, I don't know that it needs to get uh, physical or violent. <laughs> okay, that's... <laughs> ah, waka waka! Hi, Kevin and me, Fuzzy Bear! Fuzzy! How are you? Hey, hey, I got a joke for you guys. Okay. A, a conservative, a moderate, and a liberal walk into a bar. And the bartender says, Hi, Mitt! Says he flip-flops a lot. Well done, bro. Cookie Monster! Cookie! We understand. We understand. Cookie Monster is pretty much just here for the uh, for the free cookies. Okay. I don't think he really has a political okay. agenda. I think he's okay. Yeah, we know. We know you want cookies, Cookie Monster. <laughs> I'm going to grade, as the Muppet expert here, I'm going to grade Ralph. Mm. That Kermit was a C+. The Fozzie Bear sounded just like the Kermit, so I'm giving him a D on that one. The Grover was good. I'll give him a B plus. Cookie Monster A. Let's I, I thought the Cookie Monster was just a drop. Because <laughs> he didn't say know. anything other than cookie. Could be. Well, either way, okay, if it's the real drop, then for sure it's an A. And if it was Ralph, that was good. Okay. Uh, crazy Lady came back. Boy, I love her. I was thinking nobody got more Afro calls played, and they turned her calls into drops. Except for maybe Sam, Santa Monica Sam. So this is one of the first times I remember her kind of blowing the line. Who wants to hear more crazy woman? Me. I love her so much. It has been determined by the police that Harvey Levin of TMZ has been successfully perverted by the Nazis. What did she say? I missed that one. Harvey so Levin has been Nazis? successfully perverted by the Nazis. Yeah, she broke up in her own call. Usually she was really straight on. She was really good at this. Just just ruined my, my perspective. I thought that was a real call. I thought she was really crazy. Damn. 
Well, we need to get her on. We got to advertise her on the teabagger page or the social club and see if she's out there. Find out who the crazy lady is. Yeah, I want her on the show. This was the Napper Line segment, so they had other people doing impressions of her. Barack Obama came down on his spaceship and asked me to go with him to Pluto. I said, no, sir. No, sir. No one touches this pretty flower. <laughs> Got a lot of crazy lady impressions. Man, they seem to love her, and they seem to have her down. Charles Manson needs a male and a female on the outside. And would like to make Jagger in at this time. Pretty good. That was sounded, that the, was that the real that lady was or was that was an was impression? That, that, oh, was an, wow. that was an impression. Okay. Another one? Eating a donut doesn't mean that a doctor will not get a speeding ticket from a parking control officer. That's an excellent point. He makes as much sense, that's for sure. Uh, crazy woman again. Well, Franzel must have thought it was funny. When dentist Mark Cohen shouted across the market to me that he wanted to f me and then f my mother. <laughs> it was getting sexy for just a second there. No, wait, is turned. that the real one? <laughs> yes, that's, that's the real one. Yes. Now I don't believe that they're tell. anymore. No. I love it because the listeners are so good. Yeah, I think Kevin was wrong in the middle. The one he said was an impression, I think, was the real crazy lady. I mean, how would he know for sure? Yeah, exactly. The interesting thing was this was the April call segment from a Tuesday. Friday, they did another April call segment, all crazy lady calls. So like really? I said, she got a lot of airtime. Let's move on. We had Chuck Lorre came into the studio. Or no, he called in to do an interview. Uh, you remember on Two and a Half Men, those little vanity cards? He would always write something different on each one. Mm -hmm. And I think he put them together into a book. So he came on the show to promote it. One of the most successful TV producers and writers of all time. Three shows on the air right now, Mike and Molly, Big Bang Theory, Two and a Half Man. Hi, Chuck. Welcome to the show, man. Thanks. I can't believe you have time to even poop, much less do radio interviews with as busy as you are with three shows on the air. You must have a pretty crazy schedule. So we're, we're starting with pooping, right? That's where this is going to start with? Well, all right. Yes. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Terrific. Um, that's as good as we got, man. See, this is what morning radio has turned into, man. You don't know. Wow. Um, Terrestrial tell... radio right in the toilet. <laughs> so he didn't seem all that thrilled about Kevin and Bean. Let's jump forward into the interview and see if they win him back at the end. One of them is your apology to your dad. Huh. That's you, pretty. You read, that. you read that one. That's pretty complete. Yeah. You take a. <laughs> you apologize for a lot of things. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. yeah. Well, um, you know, I mean, I don't know how you did as a teenager. I didn't do well. I was an a-hole. <laughs> yeah. Okay. So yeah. That, in fact, that is exactly the word. Uh, so you you have to say that. You have to abbreviate it. I don't have to. Don't have yeah, to. Okay, yeah. Um, but, yeah, that's exactly, looking back on what I did to him as a teenager, it seemed appropriate to uh, to uh, to write down that apology. Apologize on network TV is a oh. nice way to apologize. Just let it fly by so he can't see it. I like that. Hey, I apologize to you, Dad, for one second in last night's episode. Yeah, no, he had actually, he had passed away a long time ago. Oh, okay. So it, it was sort of a, you know, in memoriam kind of apology. Heaven has the worst luck bringing up people's dads. But once again, he brought up the dad. Oh, yeah, he's dead. <laughs> now, the best thing about Kevin and Bean messing up with Chuck Lorre was Ralph getting on their case afterwards. To self, never ask people about their dad. Your dad like that thing you did, right? <laughs> he's, uh, he's been dead for some time now. 
He wrote no. an apology. He wrote an apology to him, so I figured maybe he was yeah, alive. But it was his way of expressing oh, his right. feelings for one I second on a vanity that. card. If he was alive, he wouldn't just put a one-second apology up at the end of some sitcom. What if his dad watched and knew it was... And had really quick eyes? <laughs> no, he pauses it. Come on. That's ridiculous. But don't we ask sh- people about that. We shouldn't be allowed to interview anybody. I think that's the uh, that's what we're learning today here. You hardly have time to poop, Bean said. I That's worse. T- talking to Mr. Laurie. He did not enjoy talking to us. So that's probably never what... talking to us. <laughs> no, I, don't that, so. I, know. I don't blame him. You're yeah. awful. Yeah, sorry, guys. I don't think they ever got Chuck Laurie on the show again. In Kevin's defense, he put it in a book. He put it in a book, and Kevin's reading through the book, and he's like, oh, this is a really heartfelt apology. You could have put on there, and he's dead now. That's our tip for today, kids. R.I.P., you know, my dad, here's the apology I wrote to him on a little title card that was like 50 seconds and you'd have to like zoom in to read it, but he's dead now. Um, I got a kick out of that. Chuck Lurie, I don't think he's a big fan of Kevin and Bean, especially then, after that. And then that that's a top-notch question, uh, question or observation that he doesn't have time to poop. That that works. That's, that's excellent. That's from being it from all people because he hated that kind of humor. I hate scatological humor. Let's jump to the Thursday Open. Don't adjust your sets. This is not a a mistake on my sound clip. It's going to be a long pause here. Are we going to start? (laughs) I think that's a good start. I'm happy with that. I like the way that well, started. Well, it's different. It's something we don't normally do. We're trying to shake things up. We meant to do that. Right. And we might do it again if we want to. We don't know. We haven't decided yet. Yeah. It's the Kevin and Bean Show. It is uh, Thursday. It is the 18th of October. What's mm-hmm. happening, everybody? <sighs> Not much. Mugs, put my headphones uh, where they're supposed to be, if you would. Mugs is uh, king of the freeze. I'll tell you that. <laughs> Man, when stuff doesn't go the way it's supposed to. <laughs> At least he isn't running around panicking, screaming. No. Yeah, that was the uh, aborted first take. What happened was they were supposed to start the show, Bean dropped off, and everyone's just sitting there. So finally they got Bean back on, and they kind of picked it up from the top again. We can we... pretend none of this happened and start the show right now if you want. Take two. Much about... If you don't mind, I will begin at the beginning. It's a new day. Let's get going. One, two, three. Bad boy. Four, five, six. V.I.G. Ah! Reminder, hope everybody got their flu shots. And Rite Aid, a lot of places are actually giving them out um, like 20, 25 bucks. Just show up and you get a flu shot. But you got to pay 20 bucks or 25 but it's first come, first serve. 94.3, it's KMGX Magic FM, the station that's growing faster than ever. And that, of course, is thanks to you and your friends. Lisa May here, it's been awfully nice. Uh, I will be out of here at 3 o'clock, and, of course, Bob Taylor comes in, so watch out. Watch we'll be out. taking you through right till 7, so have a great afternoon and keep it here at Magic FM. And now, please, uh, let them lose. Shake them for freedom, shake them for freedom, let them lose, let them hang out. And shake them for freedom, Lisa, come on, Lisa, me. Our feature presentation. So they 
got the opening to play, and then they played a Lisa Magic FM clip. So that got them talking about the great Magic FM. Look at listen to Lisa slide right into that voice. I love to hear Lisa on Magic. That's my too. FM voice. That Thank you voice. for listening. That's a phone to text voice. Yeah. Yes. What would you like me to do to you? <laughs> <laughs> Bob's coming up at three, so watch out. Watch out for Bob. He's a funny one. That guy can be nutty. Oh, my God. Bob at a party. You wouldn't believe it. It does sound like you you took a downer. They gave you lewds before. Well, you know. So good. Just the right into that soft, silky voice. That's her FM voice, she said. I love hearing that. Next up, we got Rachel Nichols coming on the show. You know, Bean loves her. Uh, Taking all bets. How long until he gets creepy? What do you guys say? Two seconds. Two seconds. Okay. I said two seconds. Oh, sorry. Didn't hear you. <laughs> it was just funny because I was muted. That's all. 2.1 oh, okay. seconds. Okay. Okay. Let's see what happened. <laughs> I have a very sort of sexy scene with Ed Burns in this and just, and just when it, yeah. Oh, I finally get a bell. <laughs> yeah. It took that long to get one ding. I think he really. likes Ed Burns. I yeah. Mean, that was for Ed Burns. That's that's that was for Ed Burns. <laughs> We've mentioned you a lot. Never got the bell. <laughs> Ed, Ed, Burns. Ed Burns. Ed Burns. Uh, yeah, we have a very we have a sexy scene, so it's really awkward when there's a theater at the ArcLight filled with people, and there you are, you know, sort of naked, burns, sort of naked. Yeah, exactly. Now you uh, you whipped out on uh, boobies in Conan the Barbarian, oh, yeah. those, right? You had, those you had, boobs were real and they were fantastic, and they were not mine. <laughs> yeah, you had, you, had stunt, you had stunt boobs in that one. I had stunt it, boobs. It, is that a is that your is that going to be your policy, or is it going to be depending on project to project? Really being? Yeah. I'm, no, I'm just curious. Oh, he is. Creepy alert. Creepy alert. I'm not being creepy at all. Oh, yeah. If, she, if those were her boobs, they'd be on your computer for the rest of the I would time, like please. to congratulate Bean for taking this long to get yeah. creepy. I was just wondering if you have a no nudity policy. Creepy alert. Creepy alert. Creepy alert. Creepy alert. Um, I have just... a father that I love very, very much. So when he dies. Oh, that's a terrible thing wow. to say. Wow. No, I'm not saying I we're want trying that to have things up oh, here, Bean, and everything was going so well. Now the dead father. No, no. I just, I mean, if the role really called for it, I would be amenable to it. But uh, as of right now, I have a father who I do love very, very much, and he does not need anybody seeing my boobs. Okay, fair enough. Screen. So I'm going to keep those under wraps. I think that's fine. I respect that. Are you sure you think that's fine, Bean? I do. I respect. Are you going to go home? They're real. They're fantastic. I'm keeping them to myself. (laughs) (laughs) It is kind of a kind of a waste. All right. Creepy alert! Creepy alert! Creepy alert! Creepy alert! This this is new. The creepy alert. Did not have the creepy alert. That's correct. And he keeps setting it off. But again, it (laughs) took him a long time to get to it. So. I think I did very well today, ladies and gentlemen. By the way, thank you. Considering. Bean got three creepy alerts in that one segment. <laughs> Damn. That's not a record, though. Yeah. For Bean, that's just an average game. And, of course, what's the best thing? It's for Ralph to kind of wrap it up and go at Bean. Time for our final look at the showbiz beat. Not just for the day, but for the week. When are you going to show us your boobs? What about your cans? What's your policy on your cans? When do those boobs come out? When your dad's dead? Was it like that Jeez at all? Crackers. Was it like that at all? It was You're a little characterizing. Like that. It was a lot like that. And she's like, oh, okay, I have to go now. Poor Rachel Nichols. She was in a hurry to leave. I did yeah. see the smoke. Can't imagine why. <laughs> That's some good stuff there. Then in that showbiz <laughs> beat, the last one, 
Uh, Sylvia Crystal, she was an actress who played Emmanuel. These were a bunch of R-rated sex movies in the, uh, I guess, the 70s. And he found a reason to go back and mock being a little bit more. And that woman was a Dutch actress, Sylvia Crystal. She was known as Emmanuel in the legendary Emmanuel films of the 70s, a, a very erotic series of films that was uh, pushing the envelope for its time. That's hot. And it was and still pretty hot, quite frankly. She was 21 years old when she got the role of Emmanuel. She was actually uh, going to audition for a commercial for well, clothes soap. Detergent. And Bean was the and Bean was the casting director. He said, cans. Yeah, how about your boobs? When do those come out? When's your dad going to die? And uh, he immediately cast her as Emmanuel in a series of films. Why is she in the news, Ralph? <laughs> she uh, passed away. Slow down, age. Bean. She passed away. At We're having fun. 60 years old. It's a rush. She uh, was pulled in the audition. She says, the director asked me to take my dress off. Luckily, it was an easy dress to take off. <laughs> I had spaghetti straps. I just slipped over my shoulders, and it just fell off. I carried on talking and smoking in the nude. <laughs> and she wow. got the role just like that. It does work that way. Sounds like an interview for a housekeeping position at Bean's house. <laughs> yeah. Let's see the boobs. Yeah, how about the boobs? What's your policy? I'm sorry, Bean. I mean, I'm a huge fan of Bean. I am Bean in a lot of ways, but that's funny. I don't care who you are. And wow. that's going to, that's going to, wait, wait. Bean's back. Creepy alert. <laughs> I'm not being creepy at all. <laughs> so that was the week that was October 16th to 20, 2012. Back to you, Steve. <laughs> all right. Goodbye, Goodbye everyone. everybody. How does that guy remember any of his lyrics when they're singing live? Because none of it goes in. It's like you're telling a story. I mean, the, the lyrics don't go into it. They don't mean anything. It's just ozone and bat phone. Sometimes it is pure nonsense. Just random words <laughs> on a page. How can he get up in front of people without reading them and be able to remember what he's supposed to sing? I don't know. You're asking the wrong guy about that memory. It must be just so difficult to memorize those lyrics to perform live. <laughs> I was thinking that. I was like, he, he must not know what comes after another thing. It's like, I'm down in front of four mic on the foot of Pike. Just stuff. Just stuff. Maybe out. heroin gives you a great memory. Let's find out. Someone get me some black tar heroin, please. Let's have Bean do it. All right. Are we still doing that? <laughs> not today. Not today. We went to Not today. Long. It's a mental health day. We need to figure Next that one time. out. Thank you, Dal. What the hell is that, man? I don't have no time for no junk, janky town. Time for go to bed. Sing, you don't have to sing, do that. Sing, 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 sing. Well, my work is done here. Goodbye. This has been a Quitters Never Give Up presentation. Wow. Um, terrestrial tell radio right in the toilet. <laughs>